0: The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt, Jr. Sometimes using the right tool for the job makes all the difference. This is true in construction, it's true in cutting down trees, and it's true when writing books. And if you are still using Microsoft Word to write your book, I have some good news for you. There are much better tools out there. Uh, The challenge, though, is finding the right tool for you. Each writer is different, and this means that there's no one tool For everyone, or at least not necessarily one tool for everyone. And to help us navigate the world of writing tools, we have a special guest. He is one of the top experts in software for authors because he is the creator of software for authors. He runs KindlePreneur.com, a website devoted to teaching advanced book marketing. And he's also the creator of Publisher Rocket, software that helps authors see what's really going on in the book market and thus pick better keywords and categories to help them sell more books. Dave Chesson, welcome to the Christian Publishing Show. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. So why not just use Microsoft Word? You know, it was the best in the 90s. Isn't it the best today?
1: Well, I mean, Microsoft Word was created for just writing. Uh, They didn't design it specifically for a certain purpose. They just kind of created it for all things. And it's kind of like a Uh, you know, a jack of many trades, but a master of nothing. Um, I started really getting into looking at different writing software when I was actually working on my thesis, like back in 2007, Um, you know, in order to create such a large... Uh, document, there's a lot of things that I needed that, that Word was not cutting it. And uh, the same thing is really true about books today as well. Uh, I would say books are even more extensive than my 123 page on the Chinese economic situation with, with the US. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if anything, I feel like Microsoft Word is created for crafting memos to have sent around the office in paper. like it, it seems to be that that was its primary function, and a lot of that memo functionality still seems to be front and center when no one really uses it for writing memos anymore.
1: Right. And, you know, back in the day, Microsoft Word kind of was one of those things where it was sort of free, but not free. Um, you know, you could go to the store and purchase the office suite. Um, but now they're really been, they've been trying to switch over to a SaaS model, which is a service as a software, um, or software as a service, excuse me. And basically they're looking to try to charge an annual rate. And so it's not as great of a situation as it used to be. We could just hunker down on the one, version of Word that we have and just transfer it to our computers. And now they're just they're slowly trying to get rid of that. So I'm I'm even less happy with it than I was uh 13 years ago when I was looking for something else.
0: Yeah, it was it wasn't bad when it was $99. You know, you bought a new version every five years. Now it's $150 a year. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's really gotten expensive. And like what new features have you added for authors to justify that new cost? And they're like, uh well not really anything. <laughs> so let's let's talk with, about the biggest option that a lot of authors switch to, and that is Scrivener. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Scrivener?
1: Well, um, so this is w- one of the best parts about uh, being able to be interviewed on this is that I've had the pleasure of working with a whole bunch of authors. One of my favorite authors is Ted Decker. I've worked with him on a bunch of his projects as well as marketing and um, as I've worked with all these types of authors I've seen their preferences uh, one other thing that really helped me and kind of answer this question too is I wrote an article on best writing software best book writing software um, and I literally tested everything so this will be fun to be able to talk about how good it is in one area and how bad it is in another and if we can we can put the the article in the show notes but the the thing about scrivener is Scrivener is awesome and a bit frustrating at the same time. Uh, first off, I love the fact that it's a one-time cost. That's great. Here's the problem though. Every time they do come out with an update, a new version, um, usually you have to pay in order to get the new version, uh, which, you know, it's not too bad. The problem is, is that they don't update often. Um, another issue with them too, is that if you're on PC, you get 2.0. If you're on Mac, you get 3.0. About three years ago, they came out with a new version for Mac, and they haven't done anything for PC. So a lot of PC users have been a bit perturbed about that because they're obviously dealing with a lot of bugs that the Macs don't have to deal with now. Um, so there's that kind of issue. Uh, the other thing that's a bit of an issue for a lot of authors is that it can be a bit difficult. It's a bit of a learning curve to really use. Um there are actually like $300 courses out there on how to use Scrivener uh, effectively. I would say one thing that I don't like about them is that they don't put the buttons uh, where they should be. So therefore it's not very intuitive. And in order to really use a lot of the arsenal that it has, you have to know where to look. So those are some of the negatives for it. But some of the pros is that it was designed with authors in mind. It was designed for... Uh, authors and kind of how they think and how they want to p- piece their information together. They've got great um, outlining capability. There's awesome abilities to kind of look at character cards as you're trying to write or setting cards. Um, and it really helps to get good information in front of you. But like I said, it really takes a bit of a of a learning curve to get there. Um, other than that, though, I think I, I absolutely love it. Way more than Word, um, even with all of those issues. But if somebody's looking to get it, I would highly recommend that you sit down and really take some time to learn how to use their features. You'll get so much more out of it.
0: I, I totally agree. It it does take some time uh, to learn it. It is worth it. And don't forget, you probably spent a long time learning how to use Microsoft Word. You probably don't remember because it was back in the 90s, but Word wasn't super intuitive uh, in the early days, especially the early versions of Word. And of the authors that I've worked with, I think Scrivener is the most popular. It's, it's, it's kind of the the Swiss army knife for authors. And part of the downside of that is that it is more complicated, but it is customizable to a certain degree where you can use it for yourself. And so if you haven't tried Scrivener, one of the things I like about it is that the 30-day trial is 30 days of writing, yes. not 30, day, 30 calendar days. And so if you're the kind of person who only writes every once in a while, you actually can use Scrivener for free for a long time and really get to know it pretty well. Uh, so now let's talk about Plotter. What are your thoughts on Plotter?
1: Plotter was designed specifically with book outlining uh, in mind. It's not, I wouldn't say that it is a book writing software per se, but more of a book preparation software. Um, A lot of, it's very intuitive. It's very clean. Uh, I really like the way the designers approached it. Uh, I think they're also a bit of a new company too. So they're really making a lot of changes and they're improving it day by day. So I've got to give them major thumbs up. If somebody is looking for plotting or an outlining software, um, I can't say enough about them. I, I think they're personally my favorite. There are other, others out there, but I think in the next six months, they'll be even better. And those that started using them now are probably going to get major benefits out of that. So,
0: Yeah, well, Scrivener tries to do everything. Plotter does just one thing, but it does that one thing Really, really well. If you want to track the timelines of each character of your book and where they are, track the you know history of your story world. Any sort of plotting element or timeline element, uh, Plotter is beautiful and really kind of built in that new beautiful way. Whereas Scrivener still has, is still kind of is trying to be Microsoft Word in terms of how it looks. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, if you approach it, like I see a lot of people will use Plotter and they'll use Scrivener um, because Plotter is specific for one thing. But you could do Plotter and, and Word. It's just, uh, again, it comes down to style points. And like I said in the beginning, I've worked with a lot of authors and, you know, you'll ask Ted or you'll ask, um, uh, you know, Orson Scott Card and, and they have, they just have their own preferences. And I think that's the most important thing for authors is, is that once you stick with one thing, really really dig deep and learn how to use it you'll get so much more out of it and then when new things come along you know you're still getting what you need out of what you've put put your efforts in there are some authors out there still using typewriters I <laughs> mean so
0: <laughs> there's something to be said about uh, getting away from the distraction of the internet actually uh, so i I could see the appeal of a, a typewriter so tell us about ulysses
1: ulysses uh is So what's interesting is is that I like to use Ulysses for uh, blog posts um, because I like some of the grading systems that it has. Um, I think it's a bit cleaner. I don't really like it for a large project like a book or a thesis. Um, I do think it does a better job in helping with your grammar. Uh, It may be more of a punctuation thing, but... um, if I were to be honest, I don't feel like it's really carved out its actual purpose. I think it does a lot of things, and it doesn't do anything so well that I'm a fan of it. Um, like I said, my team has started using it to help us make sure that our blog posts look a little bit better and cleaner, but that's about it.
0: Would you say it's more uh, competition with Grammarly and more of a, it's a spell check tool than a true writing app?
1: I th- That's the way that I feel, but like... The thing about like Grammarly or Pro Writing Aid is that they will integrate into what you're using, whereas uh, in, the, in this other one, you have to actually go into it and write into it. Um, and so I'm not really a fan of making me write where I don't want to write in order to get the benefit that it has.
0: So a lot of unnecessary copy and pasting right. that uh, adds time and complexity to your workflow where you're having to write uh, in this basically white window that doesn't have a lot of features and then copy and paste into the other thing that you're writing in.
1: Exactly. And so that's just too many extra steps, which is why I feel like they don't really have a purpose at that point because they're going to make me pull out of the writing software that I'm going to use in order to go to them and then use some of the benefits they have, and then pull out and go somewhere else. And it's just like, why not just have it in one spot? So I I think from a feature perspective, they compete with ProWritingAid and Grammarly. But from a real use base, I don't think they have an existence there. So I'm not a big fan of recommending them.
0: Yeah, I use Grammarly. And Grammarly integrates with almost everything. But for some reason, it doesn't integrate with ConvertKit. And so I have a Ulysses-like experience, specifically when sending emails. And I feel like I get into trouble so much because I'll do a bunch of work in the Grammarly editor, and then I'll copy and paste it into ConvertKit, and then I'll make some new changes at the last minute. And inevitably, those new changes introduce new errors that Grammarly doesn't pick up because it doesn't integrate with ConvertKit. And I'm so used to it integrating with everything that it makes me sloppy. So, So let's talk about Grammarly. Have you played with Grammarly at all?
1: Yeah. I've played, I've done a bunch of research on all the grammar editors out there. Um, in truth, I actually have dyslexia. Uh, and so grammar, you know, a lot of people, you'll get some snide comments about people talking about, you know, oh, you know, you should have learned that in high school, you know, or, or how dare you not, you know, like, you know, how dare, you know, you say that I should use a grammar editor, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the fact of the matter is, is that it's just, it helps. There are times where I miss things. Uh, it's very embarrassing to write an email or even a social media post and not have something just kind of checking over your shoulder. Uh, but even more so for someone like me, I struggle with dyslexia. The longest time I never thought of myself I would ever be a writer because it was so difficult for me. Um, my team has a little bit of fun because they'll find some what they call Davidisms in there. And having a <laughs> grammar checker that that carries with you, not just on... Your Word document, right? Because yeah, Word has grammar checker, sure. It's not that great. I would say Grammarly is much better. But to have something that follows with you, whether it's again, so posting in social media, uh writing an email, uh, you know, those sorts of things, it really just helps. Now, with regards to writing books, I would say that I'm not as much of a fan with Grammarly as I am another one called Pro Writing Aid. Uh, because I think ProWritingAid does a much better job of analyzing my overall writing and giving me better reports. So I do like using them to help me see if I'm overusing a certain word, if I have a certain stylistic point. Um, but all in all, they're they're I think they're very valuable. And from a book perspective, I think they can help you improve your writing over time. And finally, I've also found that using a grammar checker before submitting to an editor actually helps me lower the cost of the editor. Not because the grammar checker um, fixes things, but when you usually work with an editor, they're going to look at a sample before they send you a price. And if they see a lot of issues or they're seeing a bunch of stuff, (laughs) their price might actually go up. So I've enjoyed putting them through those uh, grammar checkers before sending it over.
0: One of the things I really like about Grammarly is that it doesn't just put a red squiggly or a green squiggly under, you know, misspelled words or poor grammar. It also has with just a couple of clicks uh, where you can go to understand the rule and they'll have a, a page explaining passive voice or explain a page explaining introductory clauses. And for me, I went all the way through college. I got good grades in college and got good grades in college English, but never really figured out commas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For me, commas were this kind of mysterious thing that um, somebody would always add after I wrote something. It always worked with an editor and the commas were the thing the editor would add and Grammarly. Slowly and consistently explain the rules of commas to me. And I feel like finally, in my 30s, I'm finally figuring out how commas work. And Grammarly uh, helped with that. And let's, let's compare uh, Pro Writing Aid and Grammarly real quick, because I know those are both really popular. For, from my perspective, Grammarly is kind of better for nonfiction and it's um, really good for short form. Stuff like blog posts and emails because it integrates so well, except with ConvertKit. Whereas Pro Writing Aid is better for fiction because the rules and the approach to fiction is a little bit differently. And Grammarly just doesn't seem to be geared um, that way. Whereas Pro Writing Aid seems to be a little bit more fiction friendly. Do you find that Pro Writing Aid is also better for longer nonfiction works?
1: Well, one of the things I like about Pro Writing Aid is that I can change the voice. Uh, so I can kind of tell Pro writing Aid to lean more towards one type of writing than over another. And I know that Grammarly has a feature like that, but it's not as extensive. Um, so I'm, I would lean to say that it's just as good with nonfiction as fiction because I can do those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, I think, I think the subtle differences, we once did a test between the two to see which one caught, caught more. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that Grammarly has been around for a m- lot longer, Pro aid has not. They have dramatically improved over the past year or two, and they're constantly improving. Uh, I'm seeing them catching up between the two. I think they both integrate. They're very similar. The one thing that's a sticking point for me is the pricing difference. Um, one of the cool things that I love is I'm a, I personally hate paying subscriptions. I really do. Um, it's just one of my I I just I'd much rather just pay for it and own it. And one of the things I love is that ProWritingAid actually offers the ability to have a lifetime um, subscription. So that's much better to me than paying the annual subscription for Grammarly. So in the end, I just switched over to ProWritingAid just to stick to that kind of capability. And that way I don't have to pay every year.
0: Well said. And I will say, if you want to use Grammarly, do pay for it. The yeah. free version doesn't actually check the grammar. The free version is basically a slightly better spell check than what you get built into your uh, computer. Uh, so that's a, a great comparison of kind of the grammar tools. Now let's go back to the writing tools. What are your thoughts on Writer?
1: Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, I just, I still don't see it as being a very useful um, writing software. Um, uh, I would, I, I hate to say it, but I would almost rather use Word document. It it does a couple of things well, but that is a low bar right I, there. <laughs> well, but it's like, well, I have, um, I have Microsoft word or I have pages, you know, cause I'm on a Mac and I could just use those things. I just felt like the benefits that Wide are offered as compared to the amount of time that I'd have to shift my brain to using it, it just wasn't worth it. Um, I didn't see a lot of the benefits coming through on it. It tries to do a couple of things and I just, I don't think it sticks the landing.
0: Yeah, Y-Writer seems to be a tool that an author made to help himself with his own writing more than like an actual business.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing I don't like is I haven't seen a lot of updates or improvements. I think it was just a project. Um, And that was it. I don't think it's really been given that focus, uh, if you will, and that drive for improvement. And I think you'll kind of hear that as I'm talking about these others, you know, one of the big hits that I had on Scrivener is they don't update often. And that's kind of a bummer because there's so much more they could do. Whereas I kind of went with Pro Writing Aid because I see them really picking up and con- constantly adding and improving. Um, you know, I-, I think that's a big theme for me. I like to, if you're going to invest in a software. I want to see that that software is constantly working to improve because I don't want to have to switch from one writing software to another or another grammar checker to another. What I want to do is I want to invest in the one that I think that's going to be even better five years from now and make it worth my time to learn it and truly use it and ingrain it into my writing.
0: Yeah, to nerd out for a second, you can tell which ones are using a waterfall-based project management method and which ones are using agile. Yeah. (laughs) So, the and and I I realize this. I just got way more jargony than many of you want to hear. So, don't worry about what those words mean. Just realize that agile means that software gets better over time through lots of quick updates. Agile is Google Chrome. Waterfall is Microsoft Explorer, where every two years you get a big new version of Explorer, and then there's almost nothing in between. And uh, you know, tools like Plotter and tools like Pro Writing Aid—they're obviously following an agile model where you're just constantly getting very small tweaks. And the other advantage of the really small tweaks is that you never face this big. Oh my goodness, it's now totally different to use. Right. Right. Facebook has changed a million different things from the first time you used it. You know, when I signed up for it, it had a little dude in the top left. You know, it was only for college students. And I never really noticed it changing. But when I go and look at old versions, I'm like, oh yeah, Facebook's changed quite a bit. And that's what makes something easy to use is when they're doing lots of little changes. So, um, Why Rider is out. I agree. How about OmRider?
1: Uh, that's another one that I didn't spend too much time on because, again, I. When I was going over it, I just didn't feel like it had a lot of uh, lot of benefits. Um, there are a couple of people that disagree with me on that, uh, but I think that's, that's like a very small niche of people that have like really clamored for it and seen uh, the benefits that it brings. But I don't know. I just kind of felt it was, again, it's one of those where I haven't seen the updates, so they've really fallen off, I guess, the cliff for me, and I haven't really paid too much of attention to them.
0: What else is out there? Like, what are the big Scrivener competitors that we haven't
1: talked about? Well, there are. I mean, that's. I mean, that's really it. There's here's here's one that we haven't talked about, which is it has a writing benefit, and that's Google Docs. Uh, the reason why Google Docs is is still used by a lot of authors is that uh, it's very easy to collaborate, and I think that's one of the biggest missing components for all of writing software is the automatic collaboration capability. You see, if you're using Word document, you then have to send a copy to your editor. And then the editor makes changes and they send it back to you, you know, with track change. And then you go back and now you have to do what we call version control, making sure that the version of Word Doc doesn't get lost. Maybe you end up getting a one and you go to publish it and find out that wasn't the final version. You just published the wrong version. And that is a huge kick in the shin. Um, or say you're working with another author. There are a lot of authors that like to collaborate together. Uh, the problem is, is that... You know, you can't see what the other person is doing. So Google Docs has really been a great collaboration effort where you can write your document or what people will do is they'll write it on their writing software, then they'll upload it to Google Docs. And then from there, an editor can make changes and they can see real time the changes. There's no version control issues. Another thing too that people like to do is if you're you're using advanced review copy uh, readers or what they call arc readers, uh, those readers can read, As you go and they can leave a certain comment, they can't change what you're doing, that can help. Um, Or beta readers is another word for it too when the person's helping you to kind of write. But it allows people to see real time what you're doing and it really helps in that respect. So what I'd really love to see is, I mean, this is me being very wishful thinking, is I would love to see a Scrivener that's a little bit more streamlined, that has collaboration capability, um, just like Google Docs, And then, you know, can integrate with some of the great grammar checkers out there.
0: So straight talk. I actually use Google Docs to write my book because I really liked those collaboration features. And where Google Docs really breaks down is on a really long work. What I found worked better was having each chapter in its own document. And so in that regard, I feel like it's a little bit better for nonfiction uh, because with fiction, you tend to be moving things around a lot more. It's like, oh, I'm going to move this scene over here. And Google Docs is kind of like word again for that. But what I absolutely loved more than any other aspect of writing my book was interacting with my research team and my beta readers in Google Docs. Somebody would post a comment and somebody else would respond to their comment and somebody else would respond to their comment. We'd have a whole debate about the best way to say something or, or basically about the ideas of my book. And as somebody um, who loves interacting in the arena of ideas, that was so fun. <laughs> and the result was a much stronger um, book that had taken in different ideas and, and responded to some of the criticisms ahead of time. And there was just no way I could have gotten feedback from the dozens of people who were either on the research team or were beta readers doing Word documents, being mailed back and forth. And, oh, we have to get them back by midnight on the 7th. Otherwise, your feedback won't get incorporated. And if somebody was late to the party, they'd be responding to other people's comments. And Google Docs really is the best for that. And the downside, I think, is that Google Docs isn't very friendly with these other writing tools. Like to take a Scrivener, a document and put it into a Google doc, you're basically copying and pasting. There's no real integration there.
1: Yeah, it's it's not as easy. It's definitely something that a lot of authors still do. Um, And usually what they'll do is they'll export the Scrivener document as a Word document and then upload that to Google Docs, which automatically converts it into a Google doc. Um, But that's still like extra steps and some of your formatting and things can become wonky. It's just really, it's a bummer that you have to do that. It's a bummer that you have to, uh export into one thing, upload into another thing, work on something and then download into another thing and then and then you still have to format your your writing into a book into .epub or .mobi, which is usually what the online stores uh accept for both physical and ebook sales. So, it's just it's kind of a bit of a bummer that I would say most self-published authors especially will use Scrivener. And then they'll use Google Docs for editing and collaboration, and then they'll use another software for just formatting it. Um, Scrivener does have formatting capability. You can technically format a book into .epub or .mobi or .pdf or whatever version that store is requesting. But I'm not gonna lie, that is a really hard process on on Scrivener. I have not been a fan of of its of its formatting capability. We'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll say the one tool that everyone seems to love is Vellum. I have not heard raving about any tool quite like Vellum. And what's interesting is that you can use almost any tool we've talked about and still use Vellum because it only does the very last step, which is that typesetting, making the words look beautiful on the page. And I don't even know if Vellum even has a spell checker. Maybe it does, but that's not really its purpose. It's not for helping you write better. It's for taking your finished work and actually doing the typesetting. Uh, What are are your thoughts on Vellum?
1: Yeah. um, Well, first off, one big problem with Vellum is it only works on Mac. It does not work on PC.
0: And I know, I know many authors who bought a Mac just to run Vellum. Yep. So for them, Vellum wasn't $200. It was $200 plus buying a new Mac.
1: Right, exactly. So there's the one thing, and and talking with the owners of Vellum, they have zero intentions of ever creating a PC version. They're very adamant about that. Um, and I think a lot of it's because the, the owners are too, uh, I think they came from Pixar or something like that. Um, and, you know, they only designed it in a way that only supports Mac. So there's no ability to, like, turn around and make a PC version. So that And it's just two people in the company. Um, the second thing that I also kind of have a bit of an issue is we talked about with Scrivener being, you know, it's like $47 or so. Uh, you know, you're going to pay $100. You know, back in the day, you could buy the Microsoft suite for $100. For Vellum, it's is it $200? I thought it was $250. Um, but it, it's... It's obviously double the crop, like quadruple, double the cost of any other software and just for the one purpose. So I do have a bit of an issue on the price, but if you intend to format more than one book, so if you're going to format yourself two, three or four books, then it will pay for itself. And it's absolutely worth it because it is absolutely intuitive. Um, I just wish it were a bit cheaper and I wish it would work for all all authors instead of just Mac users.
0: Yeah, treat your time like it's valuable and be willing to spend some money for some uh, more valuable tools. So Vellum is both 200 and $250. We're both right. So I pulled up their website. The ebook-only version is $200 and the ebook-plus uh, paper version is $249. Uh, so uh, it's a very popular software. You can get a trial of it. Um, there are other tools. There's Caliber, which is free. Um, Caliber, though is so hard to use if if you have a job you're probably better off uh, getting vellum than spending the time to learn caliber uh, if you want to be able to edit the html of your epub or your mobi file and get in and really fiddle with it caliber will let you do that but trust me you don't want to do that
1: Yeah. You've got, you've got a bunch out there. You've got like judo caliber. You've got, um, some people use Scrivener's formatting. The problem is, is all of them are ridiculously hard. Um, some of there's even another one. I can't remember what the name of it is. That almost requires HTML programming just to get it to actually do what it's supposed to do. But some people like that one because they could do even more. Um, what Vellum has done is it's created this very easy, what you see is what you get. We call it a WYSIWYG look, where obviously the way it's see, you see it on the screen is how it's going to look on the iPad or on the Kindle or in the book itself. And it just makes it very intuitive. I, I wish Scrivener was as intuitive as Vellum is on what it does. If <laughs> that would just be incredible and I'd be really jazzed. Um, I, you do not need to, buy a course on how to use vellum you do not need to hunker down for a couple of hours and study how to use it it's pretty much you can jump right in maybe watch a video or two and next thing you know your book looks pretty awesome so i mean they've really crushed that component
0: yeah a lot of people don't realize this but epub and mobi are both basically web pages the technology behind ebooks instead of inventing some new programming language they just took the languages that are used to make web pages and simplified them. So you can't do as much in an ebook as you can do on a web page, but it's the same kind of core coding technology behind the scenes and uh, and unless you enjoy hand coding web pages (laughs) that you're not going to enjoy these more expensive or these cheaper but more complicated um, typesetting tools. And Vellum really is what you see is what you get. They give you a preview and you can preview it with just a click and a whole bunch of different apps. So like, here's what it'll look like on the Kindle Paperwhite. Here's what it'll look like on a standard Kindle. Here's what it'll look like on an iBook. Here's what it'll look like in paper. You just click, 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 go back and forth. And you can very quickly have a beautiful version and you'll potentially save yourself money and getting proofs mailed to you. Cause you're like, Oh, I thought it looked good. And then I got the proof mailed to me for $20. And it's like, Oh, nope. And they got to make changes. And you know, two or three proofs, you get five proofs sent to you. That's a hundred bucks. <laughs> it's very quickly that you wouldn't necessarily have to uh, spend if you went with vellum. So final piece of software we have to talk about is publisher rocket. So we've, Pick the right tool for writing. Let's say we're plotting in plotter and then we're doing our, you know, actual writing in Scrivener. And then we're checking the grammar with Pro Writing Aid or Grammarly. And then we get the vellum file and make it beautiful. We put it on Kindle. Where does Publisher Rocket fit in, in that process?
1: Yeah. Publisher Rocket is a book marketing software. Um, the best thing about Publisher Rocket is it gives you an understanding of everything that's going on inside of Amazon, which is the world's largest book market. Uh, it helps to understand trends uh, in sales. It can even tell you how much money other authors are making. Um, but some of the biggest benefits that come from it, and just in case anybody knows, I'm, I'm actually the creator of Publisher Rocket. Um, but um, one of the biggest things that it really helps people with is selecting the right keywords and the categories. Um, keywords are the words that help Amazon to figure out where to show your book. So if authors out there are thinking to themselves, why is it that Amazon is showing this book over this book? Or how do I get my book in front of more Amazon shoppers? Um, that feature right there has been created just for you and will definitely help you with that. With regards to Amazon categories, uh, there's actually over eleven thousand Amazon categories out there, and so finding and changing your categories so that you have a much better chance of being a bestseller can be very complicated. And So we simplified that for authors. Um, that's why it's one of the one of the largest, um, world's largest actually, book marketing software. We just got listed by MarketWatch uh, for that, um, but countless publishing companies and self publishers and New York Times best selling authors are using it. That's that's how I got connected with. Ted Decker and Orson Scott card and a couple of others that are out there, um, is, you know, through the use of the software and contact and then being brought in as a consultant. So it's been really fun.
0: Yeah, keywords, I I think a lot of people misunderstand this. It's not about describing your book because a lot of people are like, why do I need a tool to help me describe my book? You don't. You can describe your book. You can pick some keywords and you can put it in there. But that's not going to help you. What you want to do is you want to match what people are searching for when they're looking for your book. If you're using terms that describe your book that are your words and not the words that people are searching for, Then your book's not going to rank when the actual people who want to find your book are searching for your book. And what Publisher Rocket does is it gives you data on what terms people are searching for. You're like, oh yeah, that word applies to my book. I'd have never thought about that word. And if you use that word in your copy, if you use it in your actual keyword field, which Amazon gives you, suddenly you're going to rank for more people's searches. And then it creates this wonderful loop where more people are finding your book, which means more people are buying your book, which means you're getting more reviews, which makes more people comfortable buying your book and them who have are given more. <laughs> so those who have rankings on Amazon are given more sales and those who do not have rankings on Amazon, even what sales they think they have are really just
1: from their mom. Yep, exactly. Wow, I couldn't have said it better than myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we will have uh, links to all of these uh, pieces of software in the show notes, as well as Dave's roundup, uh, where he goes into even more detail on uh, some of the top ones. You don't do a an in-depth breakdown of Why Writer, but why write with Why Writer, really? And uh, we'll also have links to Publisher Rocket if you want to sign up for that. Do you have any kind of uh, trial or is there a way for people to learn more about Publisher
1: Rocket? Yeah, we have a 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So if an author really wants to jump on there and just start playing around with it, uh, they can. And if if it's not a good fit or if it doesn't do what it says it will do, uh, then you can get a refund and get your money back, no problem.
0: Alright, perfect. Uh, this episode of the Christian Publishing Show has been brought to you by the Christian Writers Market Guide. If you're looking for human beings to help you with your publishing journey, whether that's an agent or a publisher, or you're looking for a cover designer, the Christian Writers Market Guide uh, will help connect you with those real people, including contact info and what the literary agents are looking for. It's kind of the perfect companion to this episode. This episode is all about non-human assistance. The Christian Writers Market Guide is all about human assistance. and You can find out more about about that at christianwritersmarketguide.com. Uh, Dave Chesson, thank you so much for joining us today on the
1: Christian Publishing Show. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me. So a
0: quick postscript here. Uh, Dave and I were talking after the interview, and it turns out he's working on his own piece of software, which I did not realize when I had him on to talk about software for authors. And it's not out yet, but we're recording this episode uh, way before it goes live. So Dave, tell us a little bit about what you're working on and what you want it to be.
1: Yeah, well, ultimately, you know, somebody who's been doing this, I've always had a bit of a problem over the fact that authors have to go from a Scrivener to Word doc to Google doc to Word doc to Vellum and then publish. And I just feel like that, that caused a lot of version control it can cause problems on formatting and um so my goal is i'm actually trying to build a software that does all those things um our projected release date should be end of february and we'll be releasing what's called atticus and atticus will first start off by basically um being a book formatting software just like vellum except that we'll work on both mac and pc and uh, will be half the cost. And so by doing that, uh, I think that will help to solve, especially half the market, the PC users out there, uh, solve their problem. But we're not just going to stop there. I then want to really focus on ways to make it a great software to where you want to write in it. Um, and so one of the big things I've been focusing on is trying to add all the things that Scrivener has and more, but make it very intuitive so that authors don't have to spend a couple hundred dollars to do a course. And I, I'm really working to make sure that we include collaborations so that authors can collaborate with other writers, editors, beta members, and even formatters, um, and do everything from just Atticus itself. So no longer having to export, upload, download, export, et cetera, et cetera, just one place. And you know where your your writing is, and you're able to handle everything by just opening up one software. That's the goal.
0: And for those of you listening in the future, this is February 2021 is the target date. And, and we should say this is going to be like the beta version is coming out in February 2021. It's not going to have all of the features. And part of what you're doing, I imagine, is you're launching it really early with just a bare bone set of features to get feedback from the you know, early adopter authors who use it. And then based off of their feedback, you'll add features kind of as you go. Even more so.
1: Yeah. We, when we come out in February, it should actually be a pretty solid competitor to Vellum. Um, so we're, we've already been in beta testing, uh, with a bunch of authors, but we're, we, we will feel very secure about its capability to do a great job with formatting, but immediately upon launch, we're adding, we're, we're hitting the gas and we're adding more. Like I said, my ultimate goal is to make it the one-stop shop for author writing.
0: Well, very good. Well, we'll have a link to that, um, but just do a search for Atticus. I imagine it'll be on Publisher Rocket and com and all of those things. And uh, yeah, that's exciting. I'd love to see new competitors enter the market because even if you don't switch to Atticus the fact that it's competing with the tools that you're using will put the pressure on and make the world um, better for all users which I'm all for competition so (laughs) yeah quick postscript and uh, Dave thanks for coming on and talking to us about your new tool Atticus Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.